0: All right, welcome into another edition of the Tommy Mac podcast here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. Also simulcasting on the relevant app where live audio meets live interactive open messaging chat and uh, of course we're on Facebook. Facebook live on uh, 1010XL as well as right here on my own. Good morning to everybody. Hope all is well out there and your neck of the woods, wherever that may be. It's an exciting week. The draft is upon us. In just a couple days, and uh nothing more exciting. I'll tell you what, for me, it sucked. I hated it. I never got drafted. I remember, and I wasn't going to be a high draft pick. I knew that going in. I think the rounds were seven or eight. I thought maybe seventh round, something like that. Had the family over, friends, whatnot, drinking beers, hanging out, waiting for the call, and it <laughs> it never came. So, you know, for me, it wasn't that great, but it is a great Weak. I mean, all the work, all the blood, the sweat, the tears, the opportunities, the performances, you know, can your game translate to the next level? That's what it all comes down to. I don't care what you did in college. I don't care how fast you are. I don't care how big and strong you are. I don't care how many times you bench 225. I don't care if you can squat the world or you can jump rope really well. It doesn't matter. Can your game translate to the National Football League? And it's not as easy as we all like to think. You know, you think like uh, it's just draft the best talent. Well, it's not. It's the talent that meets your scheme, that meets your philosophy. So it's a three-tiered, you know, type dive, and even further than that when they go into the background and all that. But that's what's got to happen. It's not just picking the best players. It's the best player that fits your team. And the way not only that you run schematically, uh, but how you, you know, your, your, what your message is, what your identity is, what your philosophy is. Those three things have to match up. Trent Balky, who's got a huge draft in front of him, he's a general manager of our hometown team. He says, You got to trust your, your draft board, you got to trust it. Now, there'll be times where value comes over need. But if if there's a need and the value's there, you go with that, and that makes a lot of sense, especially with a team that has a a lot of needs. We'll go into that in the draft uh, uh, talk throughout this show. I do want to go over the Orlando Brown Jr. trade real quick, Uh, but before I get to that, I do want to congratulate the city of Jacksonville Uh, for pulling off a fantastic weekend of live entertainment this past weekend. Machine Gun Kelly, who I don't listen to, but that's okay. He was at Daly's sold-out show, packed show. The next night, uh, the UFC came to town, 261, uh, a packed, packed, sold-out show, uh, the highest capacity they've had at a UFC event. Uh, Look, some people may look at it one way, some people may look at it another way. It's somewhere in the middle. At the end of the day, it was a great event, and uh, man, that leg break was some serious stuff. I don't know if anybody went and watched Chris Wiedemann. That was like right into the beginning of the fight. Throws a leg kick, and yeah, I mean, talk about cling, 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 cling. Your leg going twenty five different directions. But already had surgery and is healing. So I listen. I got a I got a ton. Ton of respect for fighters. All all ages, all levels, it does not matter. But I thought we did a great job uh, leading the way here in the great state of Florida. All right, so Orlando Brown Jr. gets traded to the Chiefs over the weekend. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr. uh, is the son of Orlando Brown Sr., who was nicknamed Zeus. Uh, Zeus was a monster. I played against Zeus. Big. I mean, like 6'9", 360, mean. Mean, 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 mean. He always reminded me of the guy from, uh, from Friday, you know, the big menacing roar guy. I don't remember his name, uh, but he reminded me of that guy. He was, man, he was just <laughs> this massive human being that didn't like people for the most part, especially on the football field. But his son uh, has done a great job or had done a great job for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, talk about a guy that fell in the draft. Uh, big time because why? Because he ran like a five, five 40 or a five six four. I mean like a ridiculously slow forty yard dash. Now granted the guy's six five and a half, six six, 350 pounds. I mean, I don't really care what his forty is. Uh does not matter. He came out of Oklahoma. He did get drafted. Oh, wait, no, he was a free agent, I think. I'm going to have to look that up. But nonetheless, he makes becomes their starting right tackle, makes the Pro Bowl. Their starting left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, gets hurt last year. Orlando Brown Jr. slides over. They don't miss a beat. He proves that he can play left tackle. Well, the Chiefs believe that too. Here's what they got. They get Orlando Brown Jr. They get the uh, second-round pick from the Ravens this year and a fifth-round pick next year. Okay, that's what the Chiefs get in return. The Ravens get the Chiefs' first-round pick this year, which is number thirty-one. They also have number twenty-seven. They get this year's third-round pick, this year's fourth-round pick, and next year's sixth-round pick. So here's the question: Would we have done this deal? I know who knows if we tried. We don't know. We we, we tag Cam Robinson. Cam's a solid player. I've already been through that. Orlando Brown Jr. has the chance to be great. He really does. He, he's got the size. He's got the athleticism. He's got the tenacity. Uh, he all, it looks like he always wants to prove himself. I, I, love it. I love his style of play and would want him on my team. There's no doubt. But would you have done that deal? Would you he have, you have sent them the 25th pick along with a third-rounder and maybe a fourth-rounder this year? Four your starter. Now, what does that do with Cam? It gives you options is what it does. It's too late now, so it doesn't really matter. But i tell you this thing, Kansas City's offensive line got better this offseason. Hey, they were injured at the end of last season, but they struggled in that championship game in the Super Bowl, and they went out and did what? They revamped the whole thing. Got the guy from New England, Kyle Long comes back, the French-Canadian doctor who's a beast at guard, he's coming back. Then you bring in Orlando Brown Jr., that's going to be a, a really good offensive line. But I thought that was interesting. I didn't think they gave up that much to give you a young, pr- a proven starting left tackle that, that can dominate potentially. So, anyway, we wish him luck. We do. We wish Cam Robinson and the entire offensive line luck. But let me tell you this the Jags, as we all know, they have uh, number one, number 25. 33 45 and 65 that's five picks in the first three rounds you gotta hit on all of them in my opinion you gotta hit they got to be they don't have to all be superstars but they all got to be starters from the get-go it, it, at least in my book and, and and maybe not necessarily in this order but these these are the positions i want to see addressed. of course we're going to see qB but i want to see offensive line i think you can get a really good offensive lineman i Bird in hand, fine. Two in a bush. I know it looks exciting, but depending on who you can get, and I've been through that list. I would I would look to upgrade that offensive line to give me options, just in case it doesn't work out. To give me options with you know who knows, you just don't know how it's going to work out. Injury as well, because uh, the next guy in is is Barch, and I'm not. I mean, you're not sold on him yet. Now, granted, it's maybe too early, but. I'm not sold that he's going to be the next guy in. so uh, Or maybe it's, uh who's the other kid, uh, Hernandez or Fernandez? Maybe. I don't know. I'd like I'd like a really good offensive lineman pick there. A tight end, got to get a, a stretch the field tight end. We need speed at that position. Zach Ertz may be available. I'd be okay with that. I'd still draft somebody, depending what I had to give up for a Zach Ertz. But we need to stretch the field tight end. Man, Hertz is going to be great. Uh, O'Shaughnessy's good, but we need to stretch the field tight end. Um, I'd like another. Either look, you know, who I'd really like is e- I'd love to have ETN on this team. The the the, the uh, running back from Clemson. I want a home run hitter on offense, and maybe that's Kadarius Tony from Florida. Uh, maybe it is, but I need a home run hitter on this offense. We we kind of have it in Chark, okay. Um, Maybe an, and Marvin Jones, yeah, he he can stretch the field. He's fast. I think Colin Johnson's uh, deceptively fast, and I'm looking forward to watching him play. I think he's got a lot of talent. But if I'm going to go running back slash wide out, I want either one of those guys, ETN or Kadarius Toney. Speed, speed, speed. Take it to the house on any given moment. Every, every team uh, wants that. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I would, do, would like another D-lineman added. I don't care if it's rush. I don't care if it's interior. you got to get another one into the rotation. I like a young it's not very deep. that's the problem. You got barmore and then you got the kid out of Washington maybe a couple you know sneaky gems that we don't know about but overall those those are the real big players. You're real deep in O line. You're you're pretty decent and wide out at least for a 5 or 6. Corner is is deep. Is deep. I really like the kid out of uh and he he'll, he'll probably be gone unless we move up. Uh, uh horn out of South Carolina. That's the kind of DB I want. And by the way, that's the kind of style I want for my defensive backs. Sticky, uh, press coverage, bump and run. Make them, you know, make them make a quick decision to throw that ball cuz the coverage is so tight. Physical at the line of scrimmage. J.C. Horn does that for me at, at South Carolina. Uh, so I wouldn't mind a DB there too. All right, so you got five You got five picks. You got the QB. You need a stretch to field tight end. You definitely need some another O-lineman in my book. And then you hit on the wide receiver and running back. And I don't know. If you get one of the top DBs, Farley, um, Horn, like I said, uh, you're not going to get the other kid, I don't think. He's going to be gone. Sertan, he's going to be gone. Samuel, Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State, that could be a, a, a good one. Uh, speaking of, by the way, Florida State, sorry to take a U-turn real quick, but rest in peace, Gino Hayes. God bless you, man. Really sorry to hear uh, that your life is, uh, has been taken at age 33. A great no player, a very good Jag player. Uh, I know he battled uh, that liver disease for long. Long time, man, but rest in peace. God bless you. May God give peace to your family. Um, but uh, I know the Knoll Nation feels the same. There's no doubt about that. But Asante Samuel Jr., he'd be, I think, would be fantastic if you can get him. So it's an exciting time. Uh, rumors are uh, Julio Jones may be on the block. Would you give up anything for Julio? I mean, you're not going to have to give up a ton for him, I don't think. I think I would, you know, fifth round or less or less, right, or more, however you look at it, <laughs> sixth, seventh, you know, I don't know. And then, wild though, that you could sit there and be like, yeah, one of the greatest wide receivers physically anyway ever is going for a sixth round or fifth round or fourth round or something like that. But who who knows? I, I might take a little flyer on that. I think he's due 16 mil this year. You got the money. Give your QB a, another threat. Um, although I do like our wide receiver core here in town, I do. I'm looking forward to, uh, <clears throat> seeing if we, we build on that. So there you go. Uh, draft week is upon us. It's such an exciting time. It look, I was on a podcast last night. We're getting, we're doing a, a, uh pre-draft, um, podcast. We're going to stream it on relevant. And, uh, we're also out on a radio station out in Houston and, um, and, you know, one of the hosts says, you know, I've been doing a lot of homework and, you know, what if, what if Justin Fields is the pick? And he he made a compelling argument. I didn't agree with it because everybody that analyzes these quarterbacks, okay, there, there's five or six really good ones and one potentially great one. So the great one is Trevor. Everybody says he's going to be great. I don't. I don't know. To me, you're one collarbone snap away from not being great. You know what I mean? So who knows if he's going to be great. I hope he's fantastic if he's a Jacksonville Jaguar. But every point, every point, everything points to him being one, and I, I believe that he's going to be. But wouldn't that shock the world? And the reason was with the connection to Ohio State. He knows what kind of player he is. The thing I have a problem with Justin Fields is when he took those big shots and they were back-to-back games, I know he got up. I, I, it took a little while in one of them. He took a big one. Don't get me wrong, but that, I don't, I just, he, he, you know, you could be tough, but still be brittle. And I don't mean brittle like I get a tone, you know, uh, toenail, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, your body just not being able to take those big shots. And every one of them is going to be able to get, every one of these quarterbacks is going to get hit harder than they've ever been hit. Well, maybe not, but consistently harder than they ever been hit you have to realize I don't care who we're talking about but you could go against take Alabama take Alabama how many draft picks will they have in this year's draft you know 10 11 right out of out of 53 out of 22 that's pretty darn good you know but now you' you're talking like so I, I'll use myself as an example and I wasn't a great NFL player if I had more speed who knows but I, I didn't um, but in college, I was productive. I averaged 15 tackles a game. I I, I knew how to play. I was I was good at it. Um, but when you went against an offense in college, and we, I was Big E, so we played, um, before that we were independent, Penn State, Miami. Uh, you know, we still played Army, Navy, Temple, played Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, um, you know, things like that. And then back in the heyday, they played Georgia, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But when you go against a college team, I'll use West Virginia as an example. My senior year, fifth year, West Virginia had um, Mike Compton as their center and Rich Bram as their guard. Two extremely tough, very good, and played in the NFL for a long time college players. And they had Adrian Morrell as their running back, and a really good player, and went to the Jets, as all you Jets fans know. So you're talking about three really outstanding players that made it to the NFL out of what? Out of eleven. Okay, And we, we battled hard against them. We did great against them. I think we tied one year, and they beat us by a touchdown another year, what have you. It was always a good battle. But you take three players from that, that starting offense of West Virginia, and it's a small sample size, don't get me wrong. That's three out of 11. When you will go against an NFL team, it's 11 really good athletes, all very big, all very strong, all very fast, quick, everything. Tough, everything. It's like you you got to go against them constantly. So the question, again, is does your game translate? Does it translate to the NFL? And the teams, you're on the clock, and no pun intended, because you got to find not just the right talent, but the guy that fits your team on a schematic level and fits your team from a philosophical level. Those got to match. All three have to match, and then it's a a successful draft pick. Doesn't always happen that way. You know, Urban's very – I love his honesty. He's like, man, it was so easy. And I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say that. I'm saying that. But it is. It's easy in college. Come to Ohio State. Okay, great. I'm in. You know, (laughs) in the NFL, like, no, no, I I don't think so. I want to go over here instead. There's more money or there's better this or better team or what have you. The courting part has been difficult and challenging. But, hey, man, that's the NFL, and they're going to get it done. I'm excited for this team. I'm excited for the city of Jacksonville. You know what, Jacksonville, enjoy the limelight. It may be brief. It may last for a long time, but enjoy it. And Trevor Lawrence hopefully is the pick. I believe he is. He comes to this town, and he's everything we need and want from a franchise quarterback, on and off the field. No excuses. I don't want to hear any crap. He's got to come in here and be everything that they expect him to be. Or or, or it, it wasn't the right pick. But I'm, I'm not throwing that juju at him. I think he's going to be the right pick. He's going to do the right things. And he's going to lead this city to a championship. All you people hating on Jacksonville out there, you're a bunch of idiots because you don't know. You don't live here. If you lived here, you'd understand why we all – think it's great now my friend graham here and i and a couple others i think we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh record something can i mention it graham is it okay yeah. we're recording i'm i'm the voice talent today i'm so excited we're doing an us versus them little what do you call it, Graham? A little video? Hype, video hype video with uh of course being centered around trevor lawrence so stay tuned for that i'm gonna, I'm gonna get my voice going well, this was a warm-up, <laughs> so I'm ready. We're going to go get it, us versus them. I love it because I always love that scenario when you're on the road playing as the enemy. That's right. I love that, us versus them. Well, this week, Jag fans, it's all about us and not them. They've had their time. Now it's our time. And hopefully with this new regime and new QB and these great draft picks, we're going to get it done and get this city this organization, and this team, back to the national prominent, prominence that we built in the 90s. We did it. Went away for a while. It was sporadic a couple times with Del Rio, of course, 2017 as well. But we need consistent, consistent winning from this organization, and we will expect nothing less. Y'all have a great day out there. Be safe. After this, we'll do the us versus them. Then I head over and film the horse's mouth I love doing that television show, especially when the veterans of our armed forces are my guests. Have a great day, and until next, hey, I'll I'll see you after the draft, man. It's going to be an exciting time. Enjoy your week. We'll see you next time right here on the Tommy Mac Podcast, on 10 xls podcast platform, on the Relevant app, and right here on Facebook Live. We'll see you next time.